Thank you for joining the Dark Light Podcast. Here at the Dark Light Podcast, you will find information about the absolute truth. Hang on tight as we go to discover the light in the darkness. The horses are out of the barn. The cows are fleeing the pasture. The chickens are coming home to roost. Elvis has left the building. Somehow, I don't know how it happened, but as a world, as a culture, as people, we're living in parallel universes. It's like no one has any real logic left. Common sense is long gone. And all we have left is to mock each other and pretend as if whatever the other person says is just absolute lunacy because for the most part it is. I think that when I was a kid this kind of nonsense, this world of pseudo-science, artificial educational system, the ranting and ravings of mad people. What's going on? But it wasn't absolutely worldwide. It wasn't found in every crevice of every social strata, of every subject, and every party you go to, or every party you belong to, or it wasn't being heralded from the mountaintops as the gospel truth. There were pockets of insanity. There were small groups of people that you knew to avoid because the things they said just made no sense. You realized that, you know, grandma down the street had lost her mind. You know there was a medical term for that called dementia. It wasn't considered mainstream in the sense that you would allow granny who had dementia to run for governor or even worse, run for president. You just didn't do those things. You took care of old people the best you could. 
And that's a whole nother story because these nursing homes, as they're called, began to be infiltrated by doctors and medical professionals who basically couldn't work for themselves. They couldn't do the right thing on their own. So they got together like corporations and began to run these old folks' homes into the ground. It's so bad that most of the government officials who license these institutions where old people go to die were appalled when they would go to do their inspections. As a kid, I worked in one of the best nursing homes in the country. And that place was appalling all on its own. And it was one of the best. I can only imagine what one of the worst nursing homes look like. Well, we don't have to imagine anymore. We have a whole entire state, New York State, that gives us a prime example of people dying, left to die, people half alive, being shoved into buildings, nursing homes, just to make other people potentially sick and cause them to die as well. It's pathetic. It's a system that we now see as nothing more than cockroach motels. Reality has merged with the insane mindset. Zombie land is approaching. It's a little odd, but it's almost as if all of the big three-letter government organizations are trying to normalize zombies. They create paperwork called white papers where they spend millions of dollars explaining to you what to do when the zombie apocalypse gets to your house, gets to your town, gets to your village, comes to your city. Check out the CDC, the FDA, all of them. Some companies even go so far as to make you sign a contract which states that in the event of a zombie apocalypse, they are not responsible for anything that happens to you. As insane as that sounds on the surface, what is it that these corporate spinning heads are thinking, what do they know that you and I are not aware of? 
So, in this day and age, it is virtually impossible to separate truth from fiction, opinions from fact, science from garbage. It's nearly impossible. But there is a way to know the truth. If there wasn't a way to know the truth, then Jesus the Christ would have never said, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We must understand that we cannot live on the fence choosing to listen to this person and listen to that person and debate the world and choose to do nothing while we wait and hope that just somehow the end will come. Oh, the end is coming. Jesus the Christ said so. The problem is we must make ourselves ready because before the end comes, just like in every situation, the test appears, and then the end comes. So we must be ready for the testing period. The Bible calls this the time of trouble. Why? Because it says that there will be a time of trouble like there never has been in the entire world. And that if it wasn't for the fact that this time of trouble was cut short, no life would exist. The Bible has already told us, and now we're living it. Oh, sure, the people on the fence say that this is just a temporary economic collapse. It's a temporary social upheaval. Inflation is transitory. We've seen it before, but have we? The elements which comprise a stable society, a functional society, no longer exist in the world. That's a fact. Oh yeah, you can sit on the fence and argue about it, but in reality, just look around 
everything's falling apart. You go to the supermarket. There's no real food available. And the food that is available is junk. You go to fill your car up with gas. And the prices change on a daily basis. That's not stability. That's chaos. You turn on the TV. And... The whole world is fighting a proxy war with the Russians. As if the Russians are the only bad guys in the world? What happened to the rest of the world? I thought they were bad too. I guess uh, communism is now good? I guess being a dictator in Iran or... North Korea is okay now and all we got to worry about is the crazy Russians the logic that people try to spin to make any sense out of what's going on in the real world in real time is laughable and everyone knows it We live in Clownville. Just watch the TV and all of the clips that they allow to slide by of the so-called President of the United States. Back in the day, clips, video clips like that would never be allowed on television people would hide that sort of thing. When presidents were incapacitated or put in a wheelchair, they would take pictures from the waist up so you never knew they were sitting in a wheelchair. That's how careful we used to be about presenting the president as a normal, upstanding citizen of the free world. But now, it's almost like a daily occurrence that we're watching Grandpa, senile, dementia, Grandpa, stumbling all over himself. It's insane. And anyone who says that this is normal needs to have their head checked because it's not normal. So let's realize that the world has been turned upside down. The world in which we live is pure chaos and it's getting worse by the day. That's a fact. If you want to deny those facts and sit on the fence, be my guest. However, if you cease to think and you fail to prepare for the upcoming test, 
you will be destroyed, evaporated, lost. The choice is yours. So when we look around at these seemingly dualistic worlds in which we function, how is it that half of the world is already starving to death and nobody seems to take that into account? No one is trying to stop the bleeding. No one is trying to fix the problems. There is no political solution. That's pretty clear. We can play in that sandbox if we want to, but nothing really changes. When you add corrupt money to the game, you end up with paid off corrupt politicians when you stop thinking logically you end up with pseudoscience and medical personnel and medical experts who lie to you about the non-existent facts and they expect you to believe them because they're wearing a white coat. The problem with cancel culture and the internet and all the big platforms like Facebook, Google, Twitter, is that the billionaires who own those platforms have been paid off by bigger players and they are expected to censure and censor your free speech. One of the cornerstones of a free society of a democratic society a society that lives for the people and is operated by the people has to have free speech you must be able to voice your opinion even if your opinion is wrong. 
it is not the right of anyone to stand up as a god and say that the public square is only open to a select few to those who speak the party line that's called communism that's called socialism in a free society in a free country you must have freedom of association freedom of speech freedom of the press so i ask you is america truly free is there any country today which is truly free just look at the news media look at what they say and who pays them to say it it's pathetic so we must look elsewhere if the truth is ever to be known we must dig deep into the word of god it's not enough to just read the surface statements of intellectuals theologians preachers priests clergy it's not enough to just go to church and sit in a pew and listen to a talking head it's not enough to just give your tithes and offerings to a corrupt religious organization you as an individual must study and dig deep into the words of god when we compare scripture with scripture we must be careful not to ignore the parts of scripture the parts of the word of god the parts of the bible that we don't understand or that we don't like we must be careful to always remember that the bible was written by holy men of god as they were moved and carried along by the holy spirit but the translators who came along much later and translated 
the Bible into English and into German and into French and into Latin were corrupt, had self-serving agendas, were paid to insert the party line. It's not enough to ignore this fact and hope that it doesn't change the way in which we understand the words of God. We must be careful as we study so that we recognize when the translators depart from the truth. The Bible in its current form for the Protestant church, the Protestant denominations, the Protestant Christian has 66 books. Do you think those 66 books just magically appeared? Or did some translator sit down and figure out how to place all of the extant ancient manuscripts in a specific order? Maybe they went one step further and they divided the most important relished Old Testament book into 66 chapters. It's known as the book of Isaiah, called by the Jews the book of the scroll. Considered by Jewish scholars and rabbis to be one of the most critical, important prophets of the Old Testament. It's interesting that the translators arranged the book of Isaiah into 66 chapters. It's interesting that the book of Isaiah starts out with the creation, the collapse of the world in a microcosm and ends with the destruction and the creation of a new world by God. When we skip to the New Testament and the book of Revelation, the same thing is shown to us. The establishment of the candlesticks, the beginning religion, and it ends with the creation of a new heavens and a new earth by God himself. These parallels did not happen by accident. They were designed. The whole Bible, like Psalms 119, is an acrostic, a way of 
explaining in mystical terms the Hebrew alphabet. We must be open and aware to the facts presented before us. We cannot blindly walk around like three blind mice, the blind leading the blind, because we will surely fall off the same precipice that all those that came before us fell off of and were destroyed. Jesus the Christ said to the Pharisees, because you say you can see, your blindness remains forever. It's not enough to pretend to be a Christian. It's not enough to pretend to believe in God. The question we should be asking ourselves is, which God model do we believe is true? Which God are we putting our faith in? How do we know the truth? These are the questions which we must answer. It's not enough to go through life day by day, eking out an existence, going to work, making money, going home to our families just to eat a quick meal, go to sleep, and then do the same thing all over again the next day. The test is here. It is time that we get ready, that we prepare the best we can and take the time to reinforce the truth, the truth as it is in Jesus the Christ into our lives. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. The Bible is very clear as to what it takes to win the race. The Bible has given us specific instructions as to what to do and what to believe in order to be accepted by God. If we ignore these steps and we ignore this information, then all our efforts are in vain. Jesus the Christ said, for in vain do you worship me, teaching for doctrines, the commandments and the traditions of men.
it is very important for us to consider what we think and what we do. What is the basis for what we think and what we do? The internet, Wikipedia, Google, Facebook, Pinterest, all of these platforms are not the truth. They do not contain the truth. Oh, they contain a lot of information. And some of that information might even be true. But the truth, the truth as it is in Jesus the Christ, is a spiritual understanding. Spiritual things are spiritually discerned. Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. That's what Jesus the Christ said. David, the psalmist, spoke of the word of God as hidden in my heart. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Why? So that I might not sin against thee, O God. The Bible has made it clear that if we are ever to make it to heaven, if we are ever to obtain eternal life, if we are ever going to fix our lives, we must know and understand the Word of God, the Bible. In this day of utter confusion, in this day where opinions are considered fact and facts are thrown out as conspiracy theories. In this world in which garbage is considered treasure, where people pontificate on nonsense, we must find the true foundation, the true rock, the true platform for our temple. It is only when we discover through the Holy Spirit, when we discover the truth as it is in Jesus the Christ, it is only then that we can be assured that our life will stand the test of time. Time's up. Sharpen your pencils. Put away your notes. Dig deep 
into the Word of God. Realize the truth for yourself. Be blessed. And remember, God loves you. You have been listening to The Dark Light. Thank you for joining us. Please like, subscribe, and tell your friends about The Dark Light Podcast. We would love to have you here each and every day to discover the light in the darkness.